Dude, can you get somebody to turn this into a trap beat? To all you bitch ass niggas that motherfucker claim that I'm a false blood. Bitch, call me out and see if I'm a motherfucking false blood. You niggas don't want no wreck. Sue bitch ass niggas. That is, of course, uh, the, the track Su Wu. Uh, thanks to the uh, very talented uh, or autistic, I, I don't know them that well, but uh, thanks to the people over the, the, the Dirty 30 podcast. Very entertaining. Go check that out, the Dirty 30 uh, podcast. Um. And a little backstory on that. I was recently a guest this week, actually, uh, or last week, uh, on, uh, the Your Mom's House podcast, Thomas Goran, Christina Pazitsky, uh, Your Mom's House Network. And, you know, the video they showed me, damn, it's just a lot to explain. But the point is, I asked if somebody would turn one of these videos into a trap beat, just jokingly, but serious, but jokingly. And somebody fucking did it. Somebody fucking did it, man. And then not only that, somebody did it real, uh, very quickly. In fact, I'm not even giving this person credit. So the first one to do it, which is all, which was also very, uh, very impressive was, uh, my man's in them. I don't know how to say his name. Keelan Simons. I'm, yeah, I think that's what it is. Keelan Simons. You just see a comedian, side hoe, entrepreneur. Follow him on Insta. Um, he came out with one first. Um, I didn't get the, uh, the, the track from him, I don't think. And it was all, it was amazing. And then the Dirty 30 people, they fucking, like the next day or a couple of days later, they came out with another one and it was like, you know, higher production value or whatever. But then Tom Segura dropped um, a dance video today or yesterday. And then they took and made a music video out of this. So, you know, it had to be them. You know what I mean? Um, they took and remixed the, vid- the the dance video with the song and it was fucking dope. Um, so they got a lot of talent over there or a lot of time or both or whatever, but shout out to the Dirty 30 podcast because they didn't even have to do that. They just, they got their own podcast to fucking deal with, but you know, it was dope. Um, I put out the call. They made it happen. I appreciate it. Um, now the war on Popeyes continues. Okay. I refuse. I refuse my petty powers. Will not let me rest so long as we all act like Popeyes is redeemed because they did one fucking thing right in the last 30 years. Okay. They have, they have pretty good chicken. They have outstanding biscuits. They have the worst customer service of all the fast food, fast food restaurants. These niggas come out with one chicken sandwich. They don't even do that correctly. And everyone's acting like they've dethroned Chick-fil-A. Stop it. Let's stop acting like, like uh, you know, I, I, like, why, how are we fooling ourselves here? Popeye's is still garbage. Yeah, they made a good chicken sandwich. Okay, so the fuck what? They don't even make good chicken anymore. Sometimes they run out of chicken. Chick-fil-A ever run out of chicken on you? I'll wait. No, I don't recall they've ever done that. You ever got body slammed in a Chick-fil-A? Don't think you have. Now I'm reading an article here. A man found a blunt. A man found a blunt in his chicken sandwich at Popeye's. 
Yeah. And you're not even surprised, are you? You're not even the least bit shocked that this man found a road blunt because you know that person was just being careless. The CEO of Popeye's acknowledged that they have shitty customer service. He says something they need to work on. And his reasoning is, uh, well, we focus so much on the food. This Chick-fil-A food good, too. But nobody's ever rude to me in the Chick-fil-A. Listen, every time I look up, it's a negative article about Popeye's. You niggas been blinded. All right. You've been blinded by the 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 uh what they call it. You being a prisoner of the moment. Fuck Popeyes, bro. For real. Um, and I'm not saying the food is garbage. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying the food is garbage, but it's sure the fuck ain't worth waiting in line for. And it sure and and, and this chicken sandwich, as good as it may be, doesn't just put them ahead. Of Chick-fil-A, a company that has stood for nothing but excellence and a little homophobia, sure. But I mean, listen, every institution in America hates somebody. You know, but that doesn't make their food, that doesn't make their food, business, or service objectively, it doesn't make their food, business, or service beneath Popeyes. Chick-fil-A hates gay people, sure. At least the owner does. They do hire a lot of gay people. Half of the employees at the Chick-fil-A I go to are gay, for sure, or at least flamboyantly so, or something on the spectrum. You know what I mean? Doesn't how people treat you count a little bit? Because, because you know, let's say I concede to you Chick-fil-A hates gay people. Guess what? Popeyes, they hate everybody. They treat everybody like garbage. And 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 it's it's tough. It's tough to do that when you're a franchise. At least every now and then. It's like, look, you know how Carl's Jr. is hot garbage or Hardee's, depending on where you're from? How it's fucking straight garbage. And every now and then you run up on one that's outstanding. Because it's it's a franchise. You know, that means that means that a an owner, you know, a regular person just they pay, they pay the company to use the name. But they run the business. They use the name and the recipes and order all the equipment and all of their supplies from the corporation. But but how the business is run is completely up to them. They you know they do represent Cars Jr. in some way. But my point is just that some are garbage and some are not. You know, same thing with Jack in the Box. Sometimes you find a good Jack in the Box. Some of them are garbage, right? It's a cultural relationship. Every single Popeyes is garbage customer service. Every single one. It's almost like when you try to buy a Popeyes franchise, the dude they send out to talk to everybody is like, dude, fuck the customers. The chicken is all that matters. You focus on the chicken, it don't matter how you treat people because they're going to come back for this chicken. It seems like that's their attitude because how can, how can a business that is franchised that is that is owned by random people from all walks of life all over the country. How can they all be garbage? If if you live near an outstanding Popeyes, I'd like to hear about it. I'm not talking about the food, okay? The chicken is tasty depending on your preference. Uh, the biscuits are unquestionably actually are they number one? They're they're pretty high up there. They're pretty decent biscuits. Um, the sodium is through the roof, but that's your personal business. How you your blood pressure. But the service is just garbage. It's not worth it because guess what? Chick-fil-A, every single thing they sell is outstanding. Every single thing. Chick-fil-A ever run out of bread on you? They ever had you bring your own bread? Hell no. Popeye's does. Every time I open my browser, listen to this. The St. Louis County Health Department closes Popeye's on Page Avenue. Okay. Popeye's Kitchen on Page Avenue near Ashby has been closed by the St. Louis County Health Department. The health department says the restaurant could not prove all its food handlers had their hepatitis A vaccinations. I'm going to let that sit with you for a second. The Louisiana accented fast food chain is known for its spicy fried chicken, biscuits, and sides. No word of when a follow-up inspection will take place or reopening day for this restaurant. Have you ever heard of such a thing? They couldn't prove that their food handlers don't have appetite. <laughs> what the fuck? 
and you out you in line for a fucking chicken sandwich. It can't be that good, nigga. Them three or four hours you spent in line, you could have went to the store, bought you some raw chicken, went on YouTube, found a bomb ass chicken recipe, and made you a much better chicken sandwich, nigga. They sell brioche bread because I know, I hear you. I know the brioche is that the brioche bread is them. Uh, that shit make everything sound tasty. Brioche, yeah, it's better. But you can go buy brioche bread. That shit is not a mystery, nigga. It's not a secret. It don't have to be imported. That shit's everywhere. You can go buy some brioche bread. Go buy you some chicken breast. You can probably get a whole pack of chicken breast for the same price as it costs to get a chicken breast, a chicken sandwich meal at Popeyes, right? And before you like go sit, go drop your friend off at Popeyes to wait in line. Go to the grocery store, buy some chicken. Go home, cook that hoe. And then bring their ass a chicken sandwich so they can get the fuck out of line. And don't ever think about it again. Don't ever. If I, listen. If I'm so hungry that I'm going to stop at a Popeye's and I pull in and I pull in the parking lot and see a line, that is not even a difficult decision for me at all. I would immediately, at the speed of light, it has been decided that I will not wait in line to get into a Popeye's. It just, it simply will not happen. It just won't. It just fucking won't that's it, it, it's ridiculous it's i can't even i can't even think of an equivalent to that you know it's because there's food over there it's like waiting in line at the dmv you, you kind of have to do that but if you had no that's not a good channel all right you know what my metaphors is weak right at the beginning but you know we we can't none of we can't be perfect all right i'm still closer to perfection than Popeyes. I mean Jesus Christ. Well, do you, do you need more? Do you need more evidence that that uh that Popeyes is garbage? Do you need more evidence that Popeyes is garbage? Uh, let's see here. What we got? Um, oh, I read it already. The dude that found the blunt. Oh yeah, okay. Got rid of that. And I don't mean to talk about them on every episode, but guess what? Every week it's gonna be more shit. It's going to be more shit because they're a garbage place, you know, and kudos on them for finally getting something right. But that doesn't excuse the decades of awful service. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, a lot of these Christian owned businesses, you know, they're going to have little anti-gay shit and all of that stuff going on. But but you but you must admit you must admit. The service is out of this world. And how you treat me is a huge, that's huge for me. My nigga, in and out, it's another one. They got Bible verses on the bottom of the cups. You know, they own a probably a little homophobic or something. I don't know, I don't know their business. But I know the service is outstanding. I went to a Chick-fil-O, to, Chick-fil-A, uh, uh, an in and out today, actually. I just got back from San Diego. All right. Pull, look, pulled up at this hole at one fifty. Now they, I mean, at twelve fifty, they close at one a.m. We pulled in this hole at twelve fifty. Everybody was still happy than a motherfucker. They ain't even have that. I'm ready to go home attitude, nigga. Like I would have had. Now I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if they're forced to be, but I do know that they get paid more than minimum wage. Always have. Always have gotten paid more than minimum wage, you know, so maybe they're just happy to be there. I don't know, but I know five minutes before closing, I don't think ever in my life I ever been that good of an employee. And it was every single one of them that I encountered. See, that's how I judge a business. That's how I judge. That's how I judge a business. When I walk in there. It, who is miserable? And the earlier in the morning, the more powerful that is. It was like, it's like, you know, if I get there at lunchtime and everybody's miserable, if I get there right before lunch and everybody's miserable, like, they, like they've been there long enough to have that coffee, get settled in, and I walk in that hole and everybody's fucking like, fuck this place. Like, they just got that aura on them. Because you can't hide it. Even if you go, hey, welcome to blah, blah, blah. How am I? Hey, yeah. Even if you do all of that shit, all that corporate smile, I can, you can see it. You can... It's like a scent, you know, it's like somebody smiling at you trying to pretend like they didn't fart. You know, it's like, no, we can both tell what just happened. You hate it here. I can sniff it on you. And I've never noticed that at a damn uh, In-N-Out or Chick-fil-A. I've never seen anyone get body slammed. I've never found a blunt in my food. I've never fucking waited in line 
and didn't get a gift card or a free sample or an apology at the very least. I've never had the employees talk shit to me. <sighs> Moving on. Um, holy shit. The governor of South Dakota uh, started a new <laughs> a new anti-meth campaign, anti-methamphetamines, and their new slogan is meth. We're on it. See, I shouldn't even read headlines like that because the joke just, it, it's it, that's so absurd that there's nothing I can do to make that funny. It's already funny. It's so fucking ridiculous that it's funny. That sounds like a sketch that, that I'd write. Meth, we're on it. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Governor Christy Anom, I think that's how you say her name, N-O-E-M, launched her new anti-meth campaign on Monday to bring awareness to the meth epidemic. Uh, bring awareness to the meth epidemic uh, in South Dakota that will include a new TV ad, billboards, posters, and website. Now, first of all, I would understand if there was a lot of meth being made in South Dakota, but are there even enough people there to have an epidemic? Or am I am, am, am I misunderstanding the meaning of the word epidemic? I mean, maybe they mean epidemic for South Dakota, like because I'm 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 pretty sure that it has to be a certain percentage of the population for it to be an epidemic, right? And th- and that's the difference between the epidemic and the pandemic is like the percentage of the population. Now, I mean, let's look it up. Fuck it, you know what I'm saying? We gonna we, we this podcast is all about education. And not wallowing in ignorance. Um, let's see what makes something an epidemic. Is that a good? Is that a good? good? My Google skills is on point. Epidemic refers to an increase, often sudden, in the number of cases. This is from the Center of Disease Control. Epidemic refers to an increase, often sudden, in the number of cases of a disease above what is normally expected in that population in that area. Okay. Pandemic refers to an epidemic that has spread over several countries or continents, usually affecting a large number of people. Okay, so epidemic refers to an increase, often a sudden increase in the number of cases of a disease. So maybe this politician is using that word a little crazy or, yeah, it's an epidemic for South Dakota, which is probably like three extra people are on meth. And so now (laughs) that took it up to 15 percent of the population. You Whatever, you know, that was an easy joke to make. Like I said, I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, it's nice for them to try to tackle the meth problem, but, uh, you know, they're never going to do what they need to do, which is legalize it. Just legalize everything. The reason meth is everywhere is because it's illegal and it's valuable. And it's only va- it, it, the reason it's everywhere is because it's valuable and people are poor. And the only reason it's valuable is because it's illegal and not readily available. <clears throat> it's just that simple. A Massachusetts father was arrested and charged Friday after his five-year-old son allegedly brought a bag of heroin to kindergarten and told his teacher he turns into Spider-Man when he tastes it. How's that for an episode of uh, Kids Say the Darndest Things? You fucking idiot. How you just got heroin out for your kids to, to, to get to get to? I mean, if it's anything in your house that need to be locked down, it's the fucking heroin. You're five year old. And then this nigga pleaded not guilty. And they, they charged him with drug possession and reckless endangerment of a child. He don't think he's guilty. The boy showed off a plastic bag stamped with the image of Spider-Man. That contained a powdery substance. Hamden County Assistant District Attorney Matthew Green said in a court, the boy told his teacher that he turns into the superhero when he tastes the powder. The boy also allegedly said he got the bag from the living room of his home. Holyoke, wait a minute, where is this again? Massachusetts, of course. Massachusetts is the Florida of the North. Let's just not, let's, let's not mince words. 
whenever there's some wild shit happening and it's not Florida or Texas, it's always Massachusetts, ain't it? Or Oregon. Holyoke police officers were called to the school around 11 a.m. Thursday. The boy was taken to a local hospital and later released. Police contacted the boy's mother, who gave permission for police to search her apartment. There they found Garcia sleeping on a bed with other bags of white powder underneath him. As he was handcuffed, other bags fell from his body, according to police. Court, well, nigga, what, what is your excuse? They found over 200 bags of heroin and cocaine on Garcia. When officers told Garcia about the situation with his son at the school, he reported became very emotional. The boy and another infant from the family were taken into state custody. Okay, so, okay, this, okay, okay. Okay, I don't understand a whole lot of things about this. One, I I guess the thing that immediately jumps out to me is how, how was this, how was this, the, the mom, how was she not aware that her boyfriend was dealing heroin and cocaine? When this nigga was literally so comfortable that he was asleep on 200 baggies of the shit when the cops came in, right? So that, that, that right there tells me that he was very comfortable. He wasn't hiding it from nobody. So she knew that he was selling these drugs. Why would she let the police search her apartment? That don't make sense. And they still took her kids in the custody. You know, that that's just me. I know, I know it seems like I'm rooting for the bad guys to get away, but I just can't stand when things don't make sense. Why would you snitch on yourself? Why would you give the police? Listen, you do not under no circumstances, unless you are the victim of a crime, you do not cooperate with the police. Nothing good will come of that. Um, I mean, but I guess, you know, I guess if if we're expecting someone to that who dates a man who has two kids and dates a man that just sleeps on top of 200 bags of heroin and le- and so reckless with them that her their child could find one and take it to school. Then you know maybe maybe she's not the best at you know making life decisions. You know, you know maybe she's not she's not the best uh, logical uh, you know she's not the best uh, arbiter of logic and reason and all that shit. So you know how am I gonna be reasonable with her? Um, and I get it. He wants to plead not guilty because he doesn't want to go to. I don't know, my nigga. I think you just got to take that plea deal. How the fuck you gonna convince a jury that you ain't guilty? I mean, let's just, let's just say on the off chance that uh, that you are really not guilty, right? Let's just <laughs> let's just say that you know, yeah, you had you were sleeping on top of two hundred bags of heroin and cocaine, but the one your your kid took to school, he didn't get that from you. He, you know, it it, it stuck to the bottom of his shoe. Uh, he, it was somehow attracting that. I mean, I mean, how you? Let's just say that's the truth. How the fuck you gonna convince a jury of that? Because I don't even believe it while I'm saying it. And even if I knew that it was true, I still wouldn't believe it. You know, because sometimes the truth is so ridiculous that a lie is just better. A lie sound better. Ugh. Damn, the ignorance is just making my fucking brain hurt. It really is. It really is. Um, let me see here. Sheriff Wake County gun instructor accidentally shoots self. Um, Wake County gun instructor accidentally shoots self. Damn, where is the fucking no, bitch? Where is the article, motherfucker? I hate these fucking shitty websites. All right, well, fuck them. Oh, this is okay. Dad facing charges after toddler accidentally shoots mom. Dad facing charges after toddler accidentally shoots mom. A woman was accidentally shot and wounded when she tried to take a loaded gun from her toddler son at the family's Pennsylvania home. 
Authorities disclosed details of the shooting when they announced Monday. Authorities say the 25-year-old father, why you got left the weapon unsecured and it was picked up by their two-year-old. The boy's 24-year-old mother tried to get the gun from him, but it discharged a bullet that went into her thigh. The woman has since recovered from her wound. Man, who now? See, I don't know who's dumber, that guy or the heroin dealer. I mean, how uh, there's so many things about this that don't add up to me. First, how is your how does your toddler, your two year old? They barely can walk. They got zero arm strength. They got zero upper body strength. No, because they've been crawling a lot at that point. You know, actually, isn't that when they just start to crawl or? I don't know. I don't have kids, but they're weak. Let's just put it that way. They they weak at that point. Okay, so you so you've made two mistakes. You made several mistakes here. One, how's your child have access to your weapon? Two, how's your weapon not on your person but is fully loaded? Right. Three, why is the weapon off safe? Or did your child figure all this out? Did your child load the weapon and uh, and take it off safe? And four, how how do you have such a little pistol that a two-year-old can get it out of its hiding place and maneuver it in such a way that like how does a two-year-old have the strength to wield your pistol my dude like why don't you because you wouldn't even need barely a nine mil to be too heavy for a fucking child like what you what you, what you, what you got a deuce deuce in your house and they call this an act Oh, bad! A bad accident due to negligence. No, motherfucker. When something, when you're negligent, that's not an accident. Who are these people? Stay out of the comment sections, Brian. You know they drive you insane. These people make me lose my fucking mind. That's not It's not. A, it's not just an accident. Like it's nobody's fault. They, you know what I mean? Oh, it was just accident due to negligence. No, bitch. That's what negligence is. You negligent. <sighs> Damn, dude, I, this is just a coincidence. It's so many people have been shot. Next headline, lawyer dies after being shot by gun presented as evidence in court. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know why that makes me. <laughs> why does that bring me so much joy? Why does this bring me so much joy? I have to know the circumstances of this so that I know whether to feel bad about laughing at that. <clears throat> a prominent South African. Oh, this is South Africa. Oh, that's less funny. For some reason, that's it's more fun if that happened like here or England. I guess South Africa is like the third best place. Uh, a prominent South African barrister. I guess that's what they call lawyers over there. Has been shot and killed in court after a gun presented as evidence in the trial went off. Senior state advocate Adelaide Ferreira Watt died after the freak shooting at the Ixipo Regional Court on Monday when the shotgun dropped and blasted her in the left hip. It is alleged that the weapon was brought to court to be entered at, as evidence in a house robbery case when it accidentally discharged in court. <sighs> Court staff tried to stop the bleeding, but the 51-year-old mother of one later died in the hospital. South African police are investigating a possible case of culpable homicide and are working to find out why the shotgun was still loaded. That's what the fuck I want to know. How is... Because I imagine... I imagine that if you're presenting a weapon as evidence, it's been examined. It's been fingerprinted. It's been thoroughly, you know, scanned or whatever the fuck technology they got over there. I don't know how far behind they are in South Africa. Maybe they're in the 70s or whatever. But still, how the fuck does a weapon make it through the evidence lab and end up in court loaded? Um, But, okay, and just being devil's advocate here, I don't know, again, I don't know what they teach people over in South Africa. And listen, 
I was in the United States Marine Corps 2001 to 2006. So how many years ago is that? 13 years ago? And I don't remember much of the shit that we had to remember back then. I don't. But it's certain things that are drilled into your mind so deeply that you will never forget them, right? Those little, little nuggets of knowledge. And I think... One of the things that I can, that I can never unknow, that I will never forget, is the safety rules. The very first one, treat every weapon as if it were loaded. And it's, it's for shit like this. You know, it's like no matter how ridiculous it might be, no matter how low the chances are that there is that a weapon is loaded, you should act as though every single fucking weapon you have is loaded. Even if you just check to see if it wasn't loaded and you know that it isn't, you treat every weapon as if it were loaded. Why? So that you develop those habits. Never under any circumstances do you treat a weapon as though it's unloaded, ever. That's the rule. That's the that's the first rule. Treat every weapon as if it were loaded. Never point a weapon at anything you do not intend to shoot. Keep your finger straightened off the trigger until you're ready to fire. Keep your weapon on safe until you intend to fire. Those are the four rules. Um, and I'm not saying it's this woman's fault because clearly someone fucked up. I mean, culpable homicide? I don't know about that. She shot herself. I mean, she dropped the gun or someone dropped the gun and it went off. Now, to me, this is an accident due to negligence. You know, this is this is this was entirely preventable. Um, I don't think there should be there should have been people handling the weapon that don't know the rules. Um, I, I mean, who are they going to blame for this? Because every single person that touched that shotgun before it went off. Is is culpable to me. Were you going to charge all of them with murder? And it doesn't say who dropped it. It just says, uh, it just says, Watt died after the freak shooting at the court on Monday when the shotgun dropped and blasted her. It doesn't say who dropped it. What the fuck that mean when the shotgun dropped? The weapon and the ammunition that it had contained at the time of the alleged crime should have been submitted in separate evidence bags. Okay, so the, okay, so someone in a, someone is in big trouble. It's, this is the article. Adelaide was an excellent lawyer, devoted mother, and a lover of art and animals. For her to be taken away so cruelly and in such a freakish way is just agonizing. You know what else is agonizing? That she didn't know the safety rules. Um. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I think that's going to be traced back to the evidence, people. Why didn't you unload the shotgun, my nigga? Do your fucking job. Oh yeah, see now I'm not, and I said I wouldn't do it on the last article, but I'm in the fucking comments, and someone saying the same thing I said. First roll of gun handling, handle every gun as if it was loaded, so you check it yourself. Well, that's see that's that South Africa shit, you know what I mean? It's like our shit, our shit is more, is more concise, more precise and concise. Treat every weapon, not every gun. Treat every weapon as if it was loaded. You know what I mean? That that you know. Like a lawyer, word you got to word that shit so even the it so an idiot can't possibly misunderstand. Um, I've seen this reported from numerous uh, studio outlets, but apparently the the director of uh, the new or the the screenwriter of the new Harriet Tubman biopic, Gregory Allen Howard says that it was a says that the ridiculous scene went down more than 25 years ago in a pitch meeting about the Tubman project 
Howard says an exec, a Hollywood executive told him the script is fantastic. Let's get Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. Now, I don't know how long you've been listening to my podcast. Okay, but you can go back to the very beginning. You know, Harriet Tubman is my shit. She don't fuck around. I have an episode that's dedicated to her pistol alone. Okay, I love Harriet Tubman. I love what she stand for. Okay, Roberts was widely considered America's sweetheart at the time after starring in a string of hits like Steel Magnolias, Pretty Woman, and The Pelican Brief. Howard says when someone pointed out to the exec that Tubman was black and Robert shouldn't play the role, he replied, it was so long ago, no one is even going to know the difference. Now, listen, I know that people exaggerate sometimes for effect. I know all of a sudden that was 25 years ago. I know that it's hard to believe shit like this can happen, but let me tell you something. And listen, if I were you, if I were you, if you don't live in Hollywood, I don't blame you for for thinking that sounds a little far-fetched. I don't. But listen to me when I tell you, I assure you, if you've ever met any of these big wig executives, not, and I, I'm not talking about just the people that work at the network, because a lot of those people are good people, but the high level people, the people with the veto power, those people, they are so fucking out of touch. It will blow your mind. If you ever have a conversation with one of these motherfuckers, it, it, you, 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 will, you, will, you will have a hard time overcoming the astonishment at how fucking ignorant they are. They've been rich for so long. They've been in this fantasy world for so long and, they, and, 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 and they've been gone so long without anyone checking their assumptions without anyone telling them to shut the fuck up and so on and so forth that they don't they yes yes this is a hundred percent believable that a hollywood executive would say such a stupid fucking thing and you want to hear something crazy that motherfucker's probably a ceo right now or some more shit julia roberts playing harriet tubman well we have even been surprised guys you, you know what I mean? Like, would we have, would we have been the slightest bit surprised if that had actually went down? Nah, I doubt it. I doubt it, hundred percent. Julie Roberts, you know, and she might have killed that hoe. She might have killed that hoe. Listen, there's only one person that I don't have a problem <laughs> having played a black role, and that's Robbie Downey Jr. And he was in blackface and some more shit. He well, he was he was a character playing another character disguised as another character um, that was in blackface. Um, and you know what? I think a dope way to close out the episode, if I'm being honest, um, it's just with my it's just with because this isn't really on theme, but goddamn it. Oh, should I? I'll say this for next episode. How about that? Um, this last article: reasons why the owner of a local comedy club shut it down mid-show. Now, this is an article from Boston Magazine. Um, so obviously, this happened in Boston. Courtney Pong made the dis. Made the uh, decision to end the show early at the Rosie Square Theater. The world, the world of comedy, which prides itself on a rule-breaking and brutal honesty, is more than a little obsessed with maintaining the status quo. You mean funny? It's notoriously difficult for women and people of color to break into the industry. Audiences have quickly forgiven famous funny men in the wake of their Me Too moments. And this weekend, when a local theater owner took a stand against the misogynistic jokes fundamental to a certain type of male stand-up, she was met with swift, unrelenting backlash. Okay. Y'all see where this is going. Okay, this woman, um, she, she says she made the decision because... Uh, she didn't think any woman would feel safe in that room. Now, she didn't bother to ask any of the women in the room. Um, 
she just ended the show early after she heard some jokes that she didn't agree with. Um, and you're, and you know, I, I, I don't mind reiterating this. People, you should always question anyone who is proposing the idea or notion that gives them power over you. Especially if it's for your own good, their reasoning being, if it's if their reasoning is that it's for your own good or for the greater good, because that's how they sneak shit in on you. That's how they sneak shit in on you. And you you know, so and and this is why I'm weary of these people. Right? It's like, why are you opening the con because listen. Good comedy, high-level comedy is an exploration of thought and ideas. It is a live, verbal exploration of ideas and thoughts and feelings and notions and hypocrisies, right? And You can't, there's no such thing as woke comedy. You understand what I'm saying? Because at least not in the, not in the, not in the, in the way that is manifest today, where all of these people pretend as though they don't have any shitty thoughts, because then guess what? If all your comedy ignores all your real shittiness and your real shitty thoughts and notions, then you're not doing comedy from a place of honesty. And that's why you aren't funny. You are not funny. Because you're not honest. Now, I acknowledge there is a difference between people that are willing to say something controversial in the pursuit of a laugh and people that try to do use comedy as an excuse to just say fucked up things. But you don't need to police either of those people. Because, again, the people that do comedy just so they can say fucked up things are doing the exact same thing that you are. They're deciding what their comedy will be about before they pursue what's funny. And that's why they will never be funny. Real comics are trying to say funny shit. And he, and here's here's another thing. Anyone, p- people trying to control what can be said are really trying to control what's being heard. That's why I feel so insulted by this. At the mere, at the mere, at the at the mere notion that I can't handle hearing some shit, something that pisses me off. So what? Let it piss me off. Let the anger wash over me. I can handle it. That's why I'm at a comedy club. Because there's nothing that can be said that I can't handle unless what they say is I'm going to kill you, and then they have the means to do it. You know. But 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 a motherfucker that's just telling jokes. There's nothing a motherfucker that's telling jokes at a comedy club gonna say that I can't handle hearing, and I don't need you to decide that for me. And I mean, and I don't know what jokes were said and all this other stuff, but it's like it's, there's this weird pursuit to to decide what what's funny for people. What if it's just not for you? Have we thought about that? What if it's just not for you? Because because that's that's what I'm told when I criticize some of this uh, this so-called woke comedy. I'm told it's not for you, right? So when you hear this controversial comedy, why can't you just accept that? It's not for you and move on. You don't have to fucking, sh- like you gonna shut the show down in the middle of the show. Did you pay everybody? I bet you didn't. Because that was the first thing I thought when I read this article. Did she pay her? I bet she didn't pay everybody. Because, I mean, look, if you dealt with enough comedy clubs, 
you know that you know why I'm thinking like that because comedy club owners are usually garbage people. And, and, and okay, maybe that's 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 a bit of, a, of of an exaggeration. It's not that they're garbage people; it's that they aren't particularly profitable businesses. They they the, the profit margin is very slim, and from weekend to weekend, they're hanging on by the seat of their pants, and that desperation. That constant worry and stress about whether you're going to be in the red or the black, that brings the shittiness out of people, you know? And so almost every comedy club owner I've ever dealt with, I got to find this motherfucker for my money. I got to make sure it's the right amount. You know, I got to, you know, you, you got to, they're all, they all end up doing like the same little, I'm talking about like the small clubs. They all end up doing the same little shitty behaviors that from the outside look very sneaky and sinister. But for them, it's a matter of survival. Not that I give a fuck. You know? It's just that true. I don't care about none of these motherfuckers. There's only two comedy clubs that I'm loyal to, to a point. That's the Madhouse in San Diego and the Comedy Store in Los Angeles. And even then, there's only so much bullshit I'm willing to take from either one of those places. But all these other clubs, I'm taking zero of your bullshit. You know? Because I guarantee you, Look, you want to go to this place? Well, I, I can't guarantee that because I don't know what the scene is like up there. But I know the real motherfucking comics ain't performing there no more. I put it to you like that. And you're going to slowly go to this show because she, she says she wants to create a safe a safe environment for uh, for comedy. It's like, you know, why do these motherfuckers act like they like they just invented sanitized comedy? You can turn on fucking late night TV and see fucking shitty, uh, shitty corny jokes that 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 are safe and won't offend anybody. You can go on a fucking cruise and go to the go to the early, the early comedy show to see sanitized comedy. You can pay for a corporate gig. They don't want they don't want to pay them corporate prices. But but why are you why are you infiltrating the seedy underbelly of comedy and then trying to make it something else? Because that's why it bothers me. It's like, this has always existed and people have always been able to handle it. Now, all of a sudden, you're deciding for everyone else in the room that they can no longer handle what's happening in the room. Like, these people don't have legs to get up and walk out. I don't trust this bitch. I suspect, and again, I don't know. This is me with no, no facts except what's in this article. I don't know any of these people. I don't know these comedians. I don't know if they're funny. I don't know this lady. I don't know if she's crazy. I don't know if she's greedy. I don't know if she's evil. You know, so just just from the facts that I have about the situation, I'm assuming, and and, and my experience with certain promoters and stuff like that, I'm assuming that it wasn't that the show didn't sell well, and she ended that motherfucker early so she could send people home and not have to pay that la- pay that headliner or or try not to. You know, because that's just the thing. And because I, I here's the thing, man, I've encountered these shows before these people that uh, that and they're never funny. You know, you understand what I'm saying? There's, there's people that run shows, independent shows, there's people that run shows at a club, there's people that run clubs and they're trying to make comedy safe for some imaginary group of people. You know what I mean? For like the one or two people that just probably shouldn't come to the comedy club. You know what I mean? And they and they're not funny, and they don't know what's funny. They just know how they want to look to everyone else. You know what I mean? You even catch one of these motherfuckers laughing at some of the jokes that they think are not are 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 too far. Because you know the type of comics that say that do shit like this, and the type of comics that do shit just to be just so they can say fucked up shit. They're never funny, and they don't get laughs. And so the comments that say fucked up shit don't need policing because they don't get laughs. They bomb and they go away. They fade the fuck away because they don't make it past this level. Whatever this club is, that's as high as they're going to go. If they really that shitty of a comic, they're never going to be beyond that. You know? And the the same is true of these so-called woke comics. Even though some of them do slip through the cracks. Mm. 
because they're all about giving each other opportunities that they don't deserve or don't or don't or, or haven't earned you know for the sake of being diverse they're doing diversity the wrong way i'm all about diversity i really am but i think the problem with diversity isn't um it it can't be a person choosing for everyone else what is acceptable <laughs> you know what i mean or it can't be you deciding that there has to be X amount of this minority on every lineup. It can't be that. It just has to be, you know, you have to find because it's your perspective that's racist. You know what I mean? It's your perspective that is it, like you ran, you looked at 100 people and you picked, you know, 10 of them random and they all straight white dudes. That's you, nigga. That's your perspective. Maybe put somebody else in charge. You know, maybe switch it off week to week to week. You, you you have to allow diversity to happen organically by removing the obstacles to di- to to diversity. You can't try to like force it to happen with your own shitty taste because guess what? You're biased too. You know what I mean? Cuz I get I I I would love for somebody to go to this show, go to the next show at this place. I guarantee you it's shitty. I guarantee you it's going to be a bad show. It's not going to be funny at all. Dude, can you get somebody to turn this into a trap? Anyway. Rant over. Um, I'm happy. I'm going to play the... Uh, I usually have my own little outro. But I'm going to play the... Fucking announcement goes out to all you bitch-ass niggas that motherfucker claim that I'm a false blood. Bitch, call me out and see if I'm a motherfucking false blood. You niggas don't work no wreck. Suits, bitch-ass niggas.